0: Here in the US, fall and winter are just around the corner. I'm sorry to remind you of that. But that also means it's time to get some new gear. If you wear men's clothes and you're under five foot eight, look your autumn best with Ash and Erie. Honestly, I have a hard time finding clothes that fit my body as lovingly as what I've gotten from the folks at Ash and Erie. I'm also stockpiling their selection of crew sweaters, which I wear to death. They have an impressively accurate fitting chart, and the team is quick and very available for any questions you have. Go to other othermen and use the promo code othermen, one word, for 15% off your order. You'll look great. Send me a pick, and I'll confirm. There's an alarm in my head. It gets triggered by proclamations I've heard throughout my life. It is there to catch cliches, red flags, or troubling admissions. Examples might include something like, What can I say? I'm just an asshole. Or, I guess I'm just not meant to be married. But over the course of a few years of interviewing other men, I've never heard any of this could be the people I talk to, or it's just that people are more nuanced than I give them credit for. And yet, when I've talked about friendship with other men, there's a phrase, or variations of a phrase, that show up. When I say the word best friend, Who's the first person that comes to mind?
1: Best friend, my wife. I mean, my wife's my best friend. My wife, my wife, my wife's my best friend.
0: My wife is my best friend. Here's the deal. I do not have an issue with anyone being friends or very close friends with their romantic partner. I think you should want to date or marry someone who's also a buddy. I probably even said at some point, I just want to marry my best friend. It wasn't until the last five or so years that I started to question this phrase, mostly because the partners of people who say this started confiding in me. And it wasn't like they were saying, he's my best friend too. It was more like, why doesn't he have any other friends? Like Amelia and Tony here. Do you guys feel any way about Hanging or not hanging out with each other's friends? No. What's that face, Amelia?
2: <laughs> um. Tony doesn't hang out with his friends that much. Like, he kind of does his own thing, or we spend time together. Whereas I'm hanging out with my friends, you know, like, several times a week.
0: Or Rashina and Derek.
2: And so, like, Derek's best friend, his wife and I, we're very, like, we're extremely close. And so we always talk about the fact that why don't y'all go out and do anything? Or EQUA? I would pray. I would literally just pray for him to find friends. (laughs) I felt like a parent praying for your, like, unpopular child. Like, please, Lord, find some friends
0: at school. Did he?
2: Um, a few And when I say a few, I mean, like, you could count it on one hand and not using all five digits. Um,
0: A few. And while working on a season about friendship, a season where multiple men claimed partnership as their source of closest friend time, these were the voices that rang in my head saying... Mark Pagan, go forth and find these men a friend. I'm Mark Pagan, and this is Other Men Need to Keep Me Out of Their Life If You Don't Want Me to Ask Questions About Whether or Not You Have Close Friends, because I will, and I'm going to make an episode about it. I've been trying to find out if Seth has a best friend for close to two years.
1: I do think I, I could be best friends with Tiffany, but I, mean, I'm not, I haven't learned that yet. So
0: That's Seth. <laughs> and the person laughing is <laughs> Tiffany.
2: Seth has said that before that he wants to be my best friend. He wants us to be best friends.
0: Seth and Tiffany have been together for two years and they live in Cleveland, Ohio. Tiffany's got her work friends. She's got an old best friend who also happens to live in Cleveland. And Tiffany comes to this conversation with some perspective.
2: I think I'm of a different philosophy like uh I grew up with parents who are best friends, like they are each other's everything. And it's good, at the same time it can be kind of suffocating because they don't really seek out other friendships with other people, you know. I have different expectations of my friends. And I think having friends makes me a better partner for Seth.
0: Seth moved back to Cleveland about 10 years ago after moving away for school and minor league sports.
2: I would like Seth to spend more time with his friends. But the thing is, all of his friends are, his closest friends don't live in Ohio.
0: He also came back to a solitary job that had him working remotely. And without a lot of local friends, that leaves Seth searching for his social group.
2: I'll be like, where are your friends? Like, who are your friends?
0: So I went ahead and rang the alarm. To the other men mobile. Off to Cleveland.
1: I mean, like I'm not. That great at making friends, I don't think. I think I'm friendly. I think people are naturally drawn to me, but then, like, I get awkward and don't know really next, what to do next, like, how to make a plan to do something. Just, like, making a plan to potentially have dinner tonight. Like, I'm just not good at it.
0: <laughs> Seth's fairly quiet, not showy at all, and, like he said, not a planner. Which is actually a really important note because any burgeoning relationship takes work. And for someone who doesn't plan and who doesn't have a workplace or school or group activities, Seth relies on a few spaces for potential friends, which is why we were going to Bedford, a neighboring suburb of Cleveland, to meet D.C., Seth's trainer.
1: Yeah, I'd say that we are friends, but we do talk about stuff other than working out. Um, We talk about life issues and it's kind of like, The same relationship that the guys might have with their barber. I don't know if I'd ever consider
0: my barber my best friend, but trainer seems more likely. You've got an hour together each week, chat about insecurities and life. Plus, this is the person besides Tiffany that Seth sees the most. He is Seth's age, he knows a lot about vegan cheese.
3: I like the Daiya cheese because it melts. Other cheeses don't like the vegan cheese. They don't melt right. Like it, it'll be like just when you pull out shreds out of a bag and you and they melt, they just just lay there. Like you just pull them out of the bag and it's been in the oven for 10 minutes and you're like, no, nah, I, I don't trust
0: it. How often
3: is Seth in here? Um, once. once a week. Yeah, once. Sometimes twice a week. Three, two, one, time. Good. Wall save. punch.
0: The workout looked rough and Seth was struggling. And they're not really chatting, chatting because Seth looked like he was gonna puke. So maybe these weren't ideal conditions for a burgeoning friendship. What's your friend group like? You're pretty um, tight with people?
3: Uh. Kinda, but a lot of my friends are like, don't live in or, yeah, Cleveland anymore, like Columbus, yeah.
0: Seth had brought this up too. This idea of the Cleveland brain drain. Old and potential friends who left Cleveland for greener economic pastures. And maybe this hinted at DC also needing a local pal.
1: So who do you hang out with?
0: And then DC gave me the answer. I did not want to hear.
3: Um, just my girlfriend for the most part.
0: And after we left the gym, after it became apparent that this was a professional relationship and nothing more, Seth and I continued on our tour of Cleveland on the hunt for the local best friend. While he drove me around, we talked about Cleveland cultural landmarks I'd be interested in. Is this at all
1: a famous place? It's the Alba's Men's store, yes. Yeah, if you plan on pimping, you need to go there. The talk about food. So we have a thing that's called the Polish boy, which is very Cleveland, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Polish sausage with french fries, barbecue sauce, and coleslaw.
0: And talk about potential friends for Seth.
1: And there's also the guy that I met when I golf. And you know every time I try to meet up with him, he's, he's kind of busy. So it's not for lack of, I think, a mind of, like, trying.
0: And we got to some of the roadblocks Seth was facing, like how potential friends might be too young with not much to say.
1: It's kind of like, oh, yeah, have you heard about quinoa? And it's like, yeah, it's been around.
0: There's lots of food in your small talk. (laughs) (laughs) Or friends
1: that may be too old. One of my good friends is, like, a man in his 80s.
0: Seth was on the hunt for new friends with shared interests. And these were simple interests, like going to the bar after work.
1: I'm trying to make friends with this dude. He's this black dude, and he's an architect. Is he there a lot? Yeah, he's there all the time. He loves the booze. <laughs> but every time I see him, we have, like, a really good conversation. This sounded hopeful. I feel like this is kind of like the bar where guys come to get away from their wives situation. I see a lot but of
0: the architect dude was not there. Here, Instead, Seth was stuck with toleration. me. And while I stuffed my face with my first yeah. Polish boy... Go right. for
1: it. I got it. Can I get some sausage? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah.
0: It became very obvious to me that all this hanging out, this is something friends would do. I wish Seth had someone local to do this with more often. How often are you staying at Tiffany's place?
1: Oh man, a lot now. She has way more better food than I do. She actually shops consistently at the refrigerator like every 30 minutes. That's fair.
0: Even this little interaction, this tiny here's the deal with my girlfriend's refrigerator or she shops different than me was huge because Seth was moving in with Tiffany And who does he have to talk about this with over fried food and beer besides me? Because it can't be Tiffany. It can't. And there's a risk that by moving in together, Seth would lose steam looking for a friend and rely on Tiffany. Now this isn't something that Seth or Tiffany told me. It came up with other women whose partners stopped looking for friendships. And it worried me. In each other's company, we were best friends.
2: I remember the first time I was like, well, who do you call when you're angry at me and like you need to like vent to someone and you need to like work through this problem. And I was like, well, I I don't. And it just, it hit me, Dan doesn't talk to anyone about me.
1: I can recall fights. You know, long-term relationships have them.
2: But repeatedly saying, you should just go say this out loud to one of your friends and see how they respond. And his response would be, well, I don't have to do that. I'm fine.
0: Was any of this a strong reason for the divorce?
2: It definitely factored into that. I mean, it wasn't like, I'm divorcing you because you don't have friends. (laughs) It's kind of like more of like the underlying reason for that, where you depend on me solely and fully to be your emotional support.
0: And I found that being in relationships with men who don't have friends,
2: they're churning because there's no place else to put it. I think we women take up or that mantle is forced upon us. A lot more. And, you know, a lot of it I'm happy to do, and sometimes if you have to do too much, you don't have enough left to take care of yourself.
0: I was worried that Seth didn't have the place to lay those big and small breadcrumbs of emotional burdens. So I asked him, Who do you talk to about relationship woes? Mm. Who would that be? You're having a... You're, you got in a fight. Yeah. like You got in a fight in a... I was like, oh man, I gotta gotta talk this one out. I really gotta talk this one out. I was ready to push real hard on the other men alarm. But he had a response.
1: My friend, uh, Jeremy.
0: And I was like, Jeremy, there's a Jeremy. And I didn't have to wait that long to meet this new cast member. Seth and Tiffany were soon prepping for a... What's the opposite of a housewarming party? A house cooling party? A goodbye party to Seth's house as he moved in with Tiffany. And one of the guests was going to be this Jeremy. As I helped the two of them with groceries for the party, Seth was trying to get Tiffany and I to remember a Whitney Houston song. My name is not Susan. What's the song? What's the song? I've never heard of that. You've never you from like a random and even though Tiffany was meeting one of Seth's closest friends, I wasn't sure if I was the only one making a big deal of this. How long have you known Jeremy? Since
1: I've been here, so probably like at least eight, eight years. What do you know about Jeremy?
2: He's handy. He's reliable. He has a cute daughter. I have a very uh, good family unit.
1: This was like a long overdue. Mm-hmm.
2: Long overdue.
1: I want them to meet Tiff. I think it's going to be good. So with burgers, hot dogs,
0: fish, and drinks bought from the West Side food market, Seth prepped the grill. Cheers. <laughs> to, uh, to your new place. Mm. And we waited for guests to arrive. Hey. Okay. Hey, hey. Hello.
2: Oh,
1: I How are you Jeremy. Hi, Janette. Nice to meet you. Tiffany. Tiffany. Oh, okay, yes. okay. Yes. This is yes. Tiffany. Tiffany. All
3: right, okay, okay. 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 He was like, okay. "She does exist. She does exist." I'm, I'm I am here.
0: <laughs> Jeremy was a young-looking guy, had this sly smile, and he came with his wife Jeanette and their daughter. Jeanette and Tiffany hit it off, bonding over their time living in Texas.
2: My mother moved us to Texas and when I was in high school. So I did high school and the first four years of college. Oh really? In Texas. In Texas. Mm-hmm. What part of Texas? She moved us to a small little town called Queen City. Queen City, I think I know where that is. Do you? I kind of, I may, is it near it, Dallas? Please, no. no. Okay,
0: never. And Jeremy confided in Seth about the fair that they had to go to after the barbecue.
1: Yeah, I love a good fall, bonfire, hayride situation.
3: Mm. I do it's my corny a little bit, man, but but it's
1: fun though. Good
3: family, you know,
1: like family fun times It's so deal. slow. Yeah, I know, it's not a speed racer type yeah. deal, but and it's really they just take you from the complex
0: For the first time I saw how Seth was yeah. with his friends.
1: Like I got knocked the mirror off. That was two hundred dollars. Help you. Yeah, like please. don't you see
0: it coming? Like
1: what or do you, do you look in the mirror? It's really leave. narrow. It's very narrow. I'm old school.
0: I watched Jeremy and Seth interact, watched Jeremy watch Seth and Tiffany. I am a sucker for the moment when friends meet the girlfriend. And seemingly just as quickly as everyone arrived, they left.
1: All right. all right. Enjoy. Enjoy. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. It, well, appreciate right. you. Right. it, was, it was, was a, a pleasure. A meeting meeting finally, yeah, to meet you. I know. You. Yeah. I know. Thank so so
2: nice, nice to meet you. you. One day
1: I'll, I'll tell you some more stories as <laughs> we get to know each other about yeah. Shane. And yeah. Uh oh. No.
0: And I didn't get any remarkable commentary from Tiffany or Seth. No revelation about the deep bonds of Seth and Jeremy's friendship. No secret handshakes, no big speeches, no life-changing guidance. There was nothing particularly spectacular, but definitely no alarm to sound. Seth had friends, Jeremy seemed cool. And I spent the rest of the evening watching Seth teach his nephew how to do a proper fish fry. Which was really lovely. I may have some idea of what a good friend Seth might be, but I had a really good example of how great an uncle he is.
1: It is kind of messy.
0: The fish was really good, by the way. Months after the barbecue, Seth had a big update. There was another move on the horizon. Tiffany and Seth had bought a house, and that house was going to be owned by a newly engaged couple. Seth had asked Tiffany to marry him. Two-part congratulations, the house and the engagement.
1: Thank I know, you. yeah. Since we first started talking, a lot, a lot has changed.
0: And even though I had met Jeremy, even though I saw that Seth wasn't an antisocial recluse, that worry came back. So I asked Seth for some clarity on the search we'd been through. It's been quite a fun journey, and death has been so wonderful. And also, Seth, I want to shake you sometimes because I'm like, who is the
1: friend? Who is the one? I guess I'm back at, who's my best friend?
0: (laughs) I wondered if I needed to activate the alarm again. But then Tiffany offered some commentary that was like a splash of water in my face.
2: I mean, he definitely makes an effort to contact his friends, like, he'll call uh, just to catch up with people. But then he may not need all of that.
0: And I remembered that there was a teeny tiny exchange between Jeremy and Seth when the barbecue was
1: ending. I love what everything. I love we'll giving you a call about next week. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. what you got to do, man? I know you're busy. Um, I haven't told yet, everyone. yeah, everyone, we're going to make a surprise, but uh the condo thing happened. Oh, you got it so, came through? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, All right, this was up. Just man. like do some damage. So. Okay. When I asked
0: Seth who he talked to about his engagement, he mentioned names. This wasn't something he dwelled on alone.
1: I consulted a few friends. Uh, You know, you talked to Reed, so I did mention to Reed and uh, Jeremy. But I think he does have outlets. Seth does have outlets.
2: The question is if he needs more outlets. I don't know, that's for him to decide.
0: Then Seth starts talking about his handyman, and I'm like, this is another my barber or my trainer, might be my best friend thing again.
1: We met through like TaskRabbit, and he's got a really interesting story. We both like to fish. And then he surprised me. We actually did the most bougie thing I could imagine and joined a trout club. Maybe I convinced this uh, Mark to uh, take a fishing trip with me so I could have a, a fishing buddy.
0: Seth isn't someone who says, I don't have friends, and then just sits on the couch. He's someone who reaches out and he's been trying. He's doing the work. And okay, I think it's not that you need a best friend that isn't your partner. It's that you have an outlet that isn't just the person you share a bed with.
1: What I've learned is you know, friendships, if you're an adult, it takes extra work. You have to want to cultivate them. You need to make plans, especially, with people, you know, are busy or have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to put the effort in. And you have to feel like it's worth it. Because it is.
0: And Seth gave me a bit of a credo for life as an adult.
1: Friendships are very important. <laughs> um, and they might be happening and you don't even know it.
0: Mm-hmm. Before I got off the call, Seth surprised me with one more addition to his friend roster.
1: I don't know. I think at this point, I would throw uh, Mark, the host of the show, into it.
0: (laughs) I'd be honored. I, at this point, would consider you a friend. I, I, I... I can't say I expected that. Can't say it didn't feel warm to hear it. And if I ever live in Ohio, I know who to call to help me move in. This episode was written, hosted, produced by me, Mark Bayan. Our season's lead producer is Caitlin May Burke. And our season's producers are Ben Goldberg and Rebecca Seidel. Rebecca is our lead engineer. Story editing for this episode by Ben Goldberg. Socio Tapia is our intern. Valentina the Pigeon is our production mascot this season. She flaps her wings all over Instagram, come say hi to her. Original music this season comes from Fulton Street Music Group, composed by Ed Duran and produced by Alex Fulton. Additional instrumentation comes from Ryan Chamberlain and Liam Moore. Season 3 illustrations done by the talented hands of Carmela Caldar. Special thanks to Sierra Franco, EQUA Amelia, Tony, Rishina, Courtney, Hannah, and of course, Seth and Tiffany, and their friends and family. And you know what would really help us right now? If you take 20 seconds and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it, if you take a screenshot and send it to us, we'll mail you an Other Men Need Help button. Just send that screenshot to OtherMenNeedHelp at gmail.com and I will mail it out to you with a little personal note. We'll be back in a few weeks with another episode. And until then, adios. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.
1: We get people congratulating us every week and we got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we get this week? I
2: know, it's like a mystery. A mystery gift. The biggest one we have right now is a um, a swing chair, with a a swing porch chair.
1: And we don't have a porch.
2: We don't have a porch. So we have to get someone to set this thing up on wooden beams. And we have no idea who it's from. Yeah,
1: I thought she like drunk Amazon did or something.
2: No, our names are on it. So
1: idea where it came
2: from. Yeah we got a dozen donuts from this local donut shop right and I didn't find them until like 11 a.m. Yeah really? they were out there for five hours.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
2: We still don't know who sent them I ate them We ate them. It was bad.